The following program was made possible by the generosity of those who have determined to hold fast to the true Roman Catholic religion, as expounded by the Roman Catholic Church before the disasters of Vatican II and the so-called New Mass. Hello, welcome to What Catholics Believe. This is a special edition addressing the sanctuary city matter. Uh, across the country, we have cities that are declaring themselves sanctuaries for illegal aliens. I know we're not supposed to refer to them as such, but these are those who are not American citizens who have entered this country illegally. And there are cities that are declaring themselves, I should say the local government of the city, the, the, the mayors and the councils, are declaring themselves sanctuary cities. What does that mean? Well, actually, the Bulletin for Immaculate Conception Church recently carried an article about this, and I'll read that article to you, and perhaps that will give you a little bit of an explanation of the meaning of sanctuary city. And the article is entitled, Subversive Sanctuary, in quotes the leftist agenda, and the abuse of religion. On Wednesday, February 1st, led by the diktat of its mayor, John Cranley, the city council of Cincinnati voted 6-2 to two to declare Cincinnati a sanctuary city. Cincinnati Police Chief Elliot Isaac says, We will not be enforcing immigration laws. What does that mean? National news in the United States has referred to certain cities as sanctuary cities. This means that the government officials of these cities have declared that they do not accept and will not enforce our nation's immigration laws. Now, this does not have anything to do, or actually is not a matter of, of uh, uh, the courts opposing, and you might say, holding up uh, President Trump's uh, what they call travel ban. This has to do with actual established immigration law uh, that has been in place and uh, continues to be in place regardless of uh, Donald Trump's um, uh, so-called travel ban. Actually, the, the, even the name travel ban is a, mis is a misuse of language because all he's doing is temporary of putting a hold on the uh, uh, certain refugees or immigrants from certain countries, Islamic countries, entering the United States. And this hold is for a time, a uh, limited time only, so that the government can study uh, and come up with a reasonable plan for immigration, especially from Islamic countries where there is a great deal of unrest and also a great deal of uh, terrorist ferment. So we're not talking about that. We're not talking about what the, what the liberal leftist press likes to refer to as the travel ban. Uh, we're talking about settled immigration law regarding those foreigns, foreigners who are in this country illegally. And so the uh, governments of these cities, the officials of these cities have said they are not going to enforce the nation's immigration laws regarding foreigners, and specifically they, they mean Islamic, uh, Islamic immigrants, refugees, uh, aliens who are in our country illegally. 
The city officials, the police, the courts will not detain illegal immigrants, nor will they report them to the federal authorities, but rather they will project and shield them. They will protect and shield them from the law and from those who would enforce the law. Thus they claim they are giving sanctuary to those who are in the United States illegally. The concept of giving sanctuary is rooted in the Bible. In the old law, God provided for places of refuge where those accused of crimes would be safe from pursuit and punishment. Thus, to support their distorted and selective notion of compassion, the religious leftists, following the lead of Francis, the supreme pontiff of the Novus Ordo, have been invoking sacred scripture, falsely, of course, to support the wholesale invasion of once, once Christian nations by Islamic refugees, so-called. Now, please understand, uh, we are concerned about the, the, the enormous human crisis that is going on here. Our hearts go out to suffering people. The true refugees are fleeing from the hellish conditions of life in their native Islamic countries. Their plight should make us appreciate, appreciate all the more that we are citizens of the United States of America. Their own societies have become unlivable because of Islamic law, Sharia. But far from intending to become Americans in spirit and to follow the laws of, of the United States, many of them, as surveys show, arrive with the intention of following their own Islamic law and even of imposing Sharia here in the United States. <clears throat> the people don't know it, perhaps, but they are actually fleeing from Islam. They're fleeing from the consequences of Islam. The trouble is, there are many among them who intend to impose that very Islam, is law, and the consequences of that law upon our own people here in the United States. You see, Islam is not just a religion. Islam is an entire social and legal system. It is an entire, entire political system. There is no denying it, no escaping it. Wherever militant Islam takes root, Sharia law takes root together with it. Their very religion required is of it. Their very religion required is of them. Militant Islam insists that all Islamic refugees are slaves of Allah, and all are expected to be agents of Muhammad. How does it help the Muslim refugee, who flees the oppression of his native Islamic country, to seek a haven in the United States of America, only to bring with him the cruel and oppressive Islamic Sharia law, which afflicts his, afflicts his native country and which he intends to inflict on our, our country. He's freeing from the oppression and cruelty of Islamic law in his own country, and here he will bring it to our country and have to live through it again. <clears throat> no, this is not compassion by any means. It's interesting that uh, Mayor Cranley <clears throat> surrounded himself with clergymen, Jewish, Islamic um, representatives, and even Novosoro, uh, even Novosoro uh, presbyters uh, came there to support him in declaring the sanctuary city. Now, Cincinnati has already been officially flouting the national law by giving sanctuary to illegal aliens. But the recent declaration of the city council is a blatant statement of defiance against the Trump administration's orders 
restricting immigrants from seven Islamic nations for a set time period until the matter can be studied so a carefully reasoned policy can be established. In other words, even though they're declaring Cincinnati a sanctuary city, and other mayors and councils of other cities are making this declaration also, even though they're doing that, it actually does not directly uh, confront uh, Trump's uh, uh, travel ban, as it's called, but it is meant to be a form of protest. You have areas like Cincinnati that have been actually informally and uh, quietly doing the uh, following the process of sanctuary cities, not enforcing immigration laws, but now they want to make it explicit in order to make a statement. And the statement is they they rebel against the executive order of Donald Trump calling for a, a hold on immigrants from these seven countries while the question is settled. How do we handle it so that only the good people can come in and the bad people are kept out? Because that's what this is all about. How to admit those who come in with goodwill and really need to escape the, 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 the tragedy that is playing out in their own countries, but at the same time prevent those who come to this country as invaders and to, uh, to do harm to us. How do we keep them out? That's what this is all about. And so the, the concern is that the Obama administration opened United States borders for tens of thousands of Islamic immigrants without controls to keep out the terrorists and the violent criminals. The controversial immigration policies of the Obama administration were largely put in place by executive orders. The use and abuse of such executive orders by recent presidents has set the stage for the imperial president who rules by decree, usurping the rights, duties, and powers of Congress. President Trump is now attempting to use the same means of executive orders to undo the most egregious abuses of the Obama presidency. It is the rightful place of the United States Congress to address, resist, and prevent the abuse of a president's executive orders. But it is now the courts in the control of sanctimonious leftist judges which are on the attack. A federal judge has single-handedly overruled the Trump administration's order for this time period to examine America's immigration policy regarding these seven militant Islamic countries. And a Democrat attorney general has hailed the judge's order as a victory for the United States Constitution. It is actually an attack on the United States Constitution. Those of us who know that the United States of America drew together as a Christian nation understand that our nation has the need for prudent laws to defend itself against invasion by a foreign entity and to protect itself against subversion by a hostile ideology. We have the right to expect and to demand that our public officials respect and enforce our laws for the safety and security of our citizens. Those of us who live in the greater Cincinnati area and who are therefore affected by the decisions made by Cincinnati Council have the right to speak our minds about this flagrant defiance of law. We who are American citizens have the legal right and the moral duty to speak out in defense of our country and the duty to speak up when the very rule of law is brazenly scorned 
and our public officials have the legal and moral obligation to listen. But then haven't the mayor of Cincinnati and the mayors of other cities and their councils already told us that they are above the law? What if we follow the example of these people? What would happen if we would say, does not compassion require us to disregard and to defy the laws protecting Planned Parenthood's abortion chambers? Suppose we were to storm the gates of the Planned Parenthood death camps to save the lives of babies scheduled for execution. Would the mayors of these sanctuary cities stand up for us and defend us? Would they give us sanctuary? Probably not. They would condemn us as criminals for breaking the law. And what about them? What about the example they're setting? What about these mayors and these councilmen and others across the country? Doesn't the mayor have a special obligation to respect and maintain the law? After all, isn't he responsible for that? If his example tells us very blatantly and brazenly that he's not going to follow the laws that he does not like, you know, that's, that's the example of leftist, leftist lawlessness. Leftism, which always says, you must obey us. Anyone who has not uh, speaking for us has no authority, and you must defy them. So you have the leftist always going from anarchy to tyranny to anarchy to tyranny. Whenever they are in power, it is tyranny. And whenever they are not in power, it is anarchy. They create anarchy in order to be able to, once again, seize power. And we see this type of thing happening in the lawlessness now being foisted upon our country by the leftists, whoever they may be, whether they're mayors, whether they're governors, or whether they're presidents or ex-presidents. If they don't recognize the rule of law, they are leftists, and uh, they truly are favoring, well, presently, anarchy for the sake of establishing a tyranny. Now, it is ironic that all of this is happening right now, that the struggle is, is going on uh, with regard to those who come to this country from Islamic nations with the intention of imposing Sharia law on our towns, on our villages, on our cities, finally on our states, and finally on our own country. Our own country. It's ironic because there are those in our own nation and there are those in our national politics who are talking openly about Talmudic law. Talmudic law being a source of our own American law. So we have this, this talk going on now about the, the imposing Sharia law of, the, of the, uh, the Islamics, but also bringing more and more into play Talmudic law, and that is of the Talmud. Curious, and yet both of them are attacks on our own constitution. You know, we should look back to the example of our Catholic forebears here, uh, the names uh, Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand of the House of Castile, their names have been vilified. They've been attacked. They've been uh, criticized roundly for their policy toward the Islamics and the Jews. Um, the Spanish Inquisition has been made notorious by the bad press it's gotten. But the fact is, it was all about this. It was all about whether... Those who were in Spain after it, it had been reconquered by the Christians who had fought for 800 years 
to take their nation back from the Islamic invaders of 711, when they crossed the Straits of Gibraltar from what is now Morocco and invaded Spain and drove the Christians, uh, pinned them against a very narrow strip of land, the very northern part of Spain. They were backed up in the mountains against the, the sea, Astoria. And it was from there that over 800 years they fought their way back and they reclaimed their country. But the country still had Islamics and Jews who were in the country. And the Jews were actually in negotiations with the Islamics to come back, trying to bring them back to take over the country again, to invade the country and take the power back from the Christians once again. This was why Ferdinand and Isabella determined that they had to be expelled, because there were those who were true converts, but there were those who had no interest in conversion. They were interested only in conquest. And they were working actively behind the scenes, undercover, in Spain, to betray Christian Spain once again into the hands of the Islamics. Remember, Islam does not mean peace. We've been misled. Islam means submission, is what it means. It means submission. And it's all about being the slave of Allah, or enslaving those who are not the slaves of Allah. But uh, Islam has the most gory, a history of, of slavery and oppression uh, of, of any institution on the face of the earth in the history of mankind. Uh, the slaves uh, taken by Islam, as a matter of course, just as a matter of uh, normal business procedures, a standard operating procedure, enslaving whole populations, is what Islam really is about. It's, it's an essential part of the Islamic code. And so uh, Ferdinand and Isabella understood that. And uh, those who are honest and uh, facing the truth, they, they acknowledge that. Yes, there certainly is compassion. For those who wish to flee Islam and its consequences, yes, we should have nothing but compassion. For those who want to bring it here and impose it upon us, there must be only resistance. And so we have to stand firm for what we know is the right thing, and that is our, our traditional, our true Catholic faith, which requires compassion to those who will have compassion them, on themselves. But uh, for those who want to inflict on us the same evil that they have suffered on them, themselves, we cannot, we cannot allow them to do that. We ourselves, we ask God for mercy. And uh, we can hear our Lord saying, well, I need you to have mercy on yourself. I'm giving you the grace to have mercy on yourself. Turn from sin, do what is right. You have mercy on yourself so that I may have mercy on you. And those who will not have mercy on themselves, those who cling tenaciously to Islam and to its cruel and brutal Sharia code, they will not have mercy on themselves and they will not have mercy on us either. There we must meet them with the only true compassion that there can be, and that is the truth, we must resist them in their efforts at conquest. God bless you.